0: We're doing a Q&A episode of South London Hardcore so send us your questions in and we'll answer the best ones on the show. You can email us southlondonhardcore at gmail.com or tweet us at SLAC podcast, or let us know on Facebook facebook.com slash southlondonhardcore Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. This is Steve Walsh. Hello. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Burgess Park, the garden of Central Suffolk, as I've uh, recently christened it. It's only just reopened after a long time closed. Uh, It was a staggered reopening with uh, very poor signage, so people probably missed, uh, maybe went to one of the openings, but not all of the openings. Uh, The day we are recording, we've just come back from there, and... uh, They've got a few events on, some a band playing and uh, some cookery demonstration. So I imagine this is true of you also, Steve, but Burgess Park was the major major local park for me growing up.
1: Our, our estate was directly opposite a park.
0: Oh, Brunswick Park. Yeah, wheels, we were very, yeah.
1: very lucky in terms of having... We had, it, our estate was brilliant, really. We had this massive back garden um, and other green space on the estate. And then just across the road, you had uh,
0: Brunswick Park with... Um,
1: Massive football pitch.
0: Yeah, my dad used to play there every other Saturday morning and they used to go and watch for years on end. So you'd know massive football pitch, but
1: terrible football pitch because it was that odd. Gravel, wasn't it? Yeah. That odd sort well, of. When gravel become a thing? Orange to play gravel on? that would just yeah. like, you'd just be finding bitching in your knee for weeks afterwards.
0: They had uh, those kind of uh, box, boxy entrance doorways. Yeah. And yeah. Me, used to climb, me and my friend Mark used to climb up and sit on there and watch the match. And tennis courts there. Yeah, tennis well? courts, yeah. yeah. And um, a really good playground as well. So, that was I the remember uh, there was, like, I can't remember if it was a slide, but there was something that had just been melted to the ground and it was just <laughs> like that for years. Just like one of those plastic things in the kids' play part that is just melted. On yeah, the don't put plastic things in a kids' play part because older kids. They've stopped making plastic bins, haven't they? Yeah. Because, I mean, during the. uh early, economy. No. Early 90s, Steve, the amount of times you would just see a bin that was melted
1: to the yeah. pavement. And, you know, it's not always being caused by vandals. Sometimes it's just careless smokers. But a lot of the time it's being burned around by vandals. Yes, yeah, so we were spot, we are Brunswick Park and then really just sort of like, you know, 10 minutes around the corner.
0: Uh, Ruskin Park. Ruskin Park, okay. I guess you're in between, aren't you? Well, we don't Rus- want to dwell on Ruskin Park too much because maybe we'll go back there for another episode. Yeah.
1: Also, even if we were going to Ruskin Park, we would be going past uh, Campbell Green as well.
0: <laughs> you know, not your favourite park in... Uh, no, Campbell Green, that little uh, triangle of uh, grass, has got to be the most uh, miserable Park within inverted commas. The thing is, going. as as space, it's fine. It's I mean, they've just... got table tennis tables there now, right? And yeah. you go past on the bus, and there's always people playing table tennis there, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's a play park. There's always people in there, but it's just partly because it's on the main road, a yep. very very busy junction. Yes, but also it's the proximity to uh, a mental hospital. Well, it's it's um... and sort of I don't know if the alcoholism is related, but well, also it's also next to a magistrate's court. So you've
1: got, it's, it's uniquely sandwiched, as you say, it's almost entirely surrounded by a massive transport junction uh, and it's sandwiched between uh, a magistrate's court and a mental institution. Meaning that the people who happen to be passing through it, just, you know, sitting down after a hard day of being in magistrate's Passport court for various criminal <laughs> activities, you know, it's not, it's not ideal. I mean, as I say, I'll defend it as a, a space for a park, but as a park, you're right, it's not um, the spectacle it could be. Unlike Burgess Park. Of course, which, you know, even as
0: a kid, before this refurbishment, was always uh,
1: brilliant, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it's, uh, and it's come out of nothing, hasn't it, really? I mean, it, a tree grows in Brooklyn. Yes. Oh, that's the name of a a Kazan like film, and I haven't seen it, but I guess it's something to do with nature coming out of the pavement. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, that's what's unique about um, Burgess Park as a park. Um, it's... I think, uh, I uh, I can't think of any others. I I would describe it as uh, London's only post-industrial park.
0: Is that based on research? Yeah, yeah.
1: It was, it's basically reclaimed. You know, that land was, um, at one point it would have been Woolworth Common, and then was built over with factories and housing. Mm, A canal. Yeah, a canal. And, uh, you know, roads, so, you know, transport, entry, housing... Um, and that was basically just rebuilt over again. They were knocked down, partly, because as we know, some of the uh, industrial structures still
0: remain, Um, and a park laid over it again. It's kind of the reverse of um, how you sort of imagine the world going. You know, if you've kind of time-lapsed over thousands of years, it's just kind of great, or not even thousands of years, hundreds of years, or 200 years even, 300 years, whatever. Um, It's green, and then it turns grey but it's yeah it's just a, and it's, it's quite a, it's a huge park it's not just like yeah. one of these things where like a kind of a small uh, a square of grass yeah. springs up it's like one of the bigger parks yeah community sort of go oh, we'll put a vegetable patch here and sort of like make... now this is a huge affair I was in uh, Dulwich Park the other day uh, and oh, you know very very For different We that's just a big kind of uh, area of grass and then everything is inside it but with Burgess I mean roads intersect it and stuff yeah. And it's just ch- ch- chopped up into different bits, presumably for that reason, because it kind of, you know, I read um, on the, uh, the internet somewhere that it was never finished.
1: Yeah, well, they never. You couldn't really have a plan with it because it was what you could do, what you could build, and where you could build, and then or what you could, you know, plant over what had been built. It sort of it's an interesting contrast with what we were talking about with uh, Elton in, in the Ultimate. So about Elton being so green, and we, you know. Gave credit at that point to, you know, most of the parkland being a result of having a monarchy and having royal parks and having royal parkland that's protected. So, you know, traditionally a park is this was always green and no one was allowed to build in it because it was important firstly to the royal family and as that lessened became important to the general public. Because with Burgess, you had this place that wasn't protected by a royalty, so it got built over. And it wasn't important to the people. So it got built over. It became more important as housing and uh, business rather than you know a common to graze cattle on the way to the market. Um, but then there was this sort of swing about where they go, actually, do you know what would probably help this place is having a, a lovely, big,
0: feature-filled parking middle of it. And right they were. And right they were. Um, recently, um, it's undergone £8 million redevelopment. And there was some debate on uh, certain facebook groups about uh you know relating uh, relating to the area you know about the wisdom of spending that much money trouble is with these things is you can all i mean it's always going to be better than spending eight million pounds on a park it's always going to be better to spend that money uh helping starving people right like, yeah. you know what i mean it's always going to be better causes but at the end of the day the money was earmarked for that so that's what you spend the money on I mean, you have to just kind of move on don't worry about the fact that it wasn't used for building houses because As we it was walk- never going to be, there would have been no money, or there's that money for a yeah, park. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, two million of the eight million came directly from
1: central government, mm. and is part of a, yeah a parks program. So you can't sort of take two million pounds from central government and go, we're not going to build yeah. a park, we're going to do this because at that point, it just means central
0: government isn't going to give you any more money in the future. But some people were, weren't so keen on it, you know, wasting money. Even while we were walking through the park today, we were having a look at uh, some stuff in uh, open would- air gym. An open air gym, yeah, and uh, there was a guy going waste of money. This park, yeah, and I... it, except for the bits we we're on, you, you made me etcetera. Except for yeah. these,
1: these are good, and I, I, you know you don't want to challenge the guy because he's a complete in the park. Who knows what the thing is? But it's sort of you sort of think, well, if just because you don't like the rest of it, if there's something of value that they've done,
0: then it is sort yeah. of worth and doing. It, I, isn't I think it? we'll as we'll discover as we go on, Steve, that it clearly isn't a waste of money, and not completely no, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad at the time described it as a lung, the lung of the community. <laughs> which uh, may be generous well I think that was the original um, plan for the space I mean it's interesting
1: the actual the germ of the idea um, came out of the um, Abercrombie plan which was introduced or, or developed in 1943 and that fascinated me just because in 1943 I I just bemused me completely to think that anyone in government yeah. was Were going not over fighting a war yeah or, or even if you're not over fighting anymore, aren't you worrying about rationing or the blitz or you know uh, evacuations? There was a committee that was sitting down and going, "Okay, once this war's over, we're definitely going to win. Once <laughs> over, we're going to build a green belt around." One day this war's going to end. <laughs> but and that's the thing, by all means post-war. But even with post-war planning, you'd imagine that in terms of infrastructure. They'd have much bigger fish to fry than yeah, worrying. Uh, it uh, was
0: the Great and London plan, wasn't it? And, yeah, uh, you know, part of it was n- new towns and stuff like that. New new towns you can sort of see
1: the appeal of and the necessity for, and you know that would be a time to discuss it. But just the fact that as part of this in 1943, you know, 1943 as well, at you might point, just be building a massive park for Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. In 1943, it, it was still very much in the balance. You know, uh, Germany had a, a, a massive grip on continental europe it people sort of it was only a matter of time until they invaded and it was a question of whether they could repel that inv- so obviously there's another committee sort of going okay so they're going to invade we'll repel the invasion sorry mr abercrombie yeah and then we'll build a park okay well let's not worry about that let's worry about the first bit first and then yeah just um bizarre but you know
0: uh it worked yeah so in the 70s they um early 70s they Uh, Filled in the canal, whatever, knocked things down, and in 1973 it got its name from Jessie Burgess, the first female mayor of Camberwell. The closing of the Grand Surrey Canal obviously transformed the entire area.
1: Um, You get new roads, new housing developments, Burgess Park, uh, a green walk that sort of links all these areas, and uh, the site of the Peckham Library. So you've got this sort of strand of new developments that grow along. Um, the Grand Surrey Canal and at the heart of it Burgess Park as this sort of nexus
0: for all these new places so we met today at the uh, Campbellwell Road entrance which is the one, later one to open um, it's got a brand new gate it was a bit um, it was always a bit of a rubbish entrance to be honest it was. It all, It all. felt kind of even though it was quite a wide pavement it Did it did feel like they made use of the space very well it you know, always I mean, it was felt a, like the back door to me, yeah, just felt like this was, it was it just it, the on door. the main road. I always considered it, yeah, it yeah. to be the front entrance, but I mean, where I lived was on the other side of it, so for me, that was always the sort of the back of Burgess Park, if you will. Well, I mean, it's I mean, say like Dulwich Park, uh, as I mentioned before, that's just got um, a load of really lovely gates, but with Burgess, I mean, it's just everywhere is an entrance, you know what I mean? So I <laughs> mean, it's kind of it doesn't maybe it doesn't require a fancy uh, gate, but they put one in. Um, big archway, very modern, isn't it? Yeah, I don't mind the archway too much, but it's got a kind of uh, I don't know this weird kind of metal gate thing that isn't acting as a gate. Yeah. it's purely all the metal. It's decorative, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and it's got a load of like lines on it and stuff that I I don't know if it's meant to be kind of an abstract version of a kind of map of the park, mm-hmm. but it's not very good. Um, and also, it doesn't lock either. <laughs> no but like I mean that's obviously intentional yeah yeah like you know you get certain parks that lock they lock them at night yeah yeah because I mean the park at night is just the most terrifying uh, idea in the world I mean it's just you know just rapes it. well you say that but the occasional murder as well
1: (laughs) yeah the first thing that struck me I was I got there a little later than you and uh, you were sitting on a bench and I don't think I've seen a more extravagant park bench Really, really nice, just and not not, expen-
0: not kind of uh, outlandishly expensive. they've all no, either. no slats of wood, but just uh, really
1: nice design. And, yeah, and, it's and it's just high as well, high yeah. backs. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. There's a couple of those, a few of those littered about the park. Uh, yeah, they've and they've you know they've put a load of really nice benches throughout. They have put some chairs around the place. Yeah, that kind of bench chairs that are yeah. just kind of bolted in. That I don't think are very good at all. I think they look horrible. They're
1: similar to um, in Windrush Square in Brixton. You've got yeah. And I remember the first time uh, I went there, after they redeveloped it, um, we got some coffees um, from the
0: Ritzy. They went to sit down, and I went to pull the chair yeah, around. Yeah, that's it, isn't it, that's exactly it. Well, the first thing to say is, it's not actually finished, is it? I mean, if you look on the left-hand side over there, the kind of north uh, bank, I suppose, there's a load of uh, hills that they've put in, which are really nice. It does kind of make a change from the other kind of... The the hills there before, which were a bit kind of rubbishy. These ones are a bit more... Uh, They're a bit more definite, aren't they? They're not just bumps; they're clearly mounds that have been designed as viewing points, I would guess. But they're not really done. The grass is um, not fully grown on them. I guess next summer is when it will really flourish. But there's also um, there's loads of gates everywhere that look like temporary gates, but I'm not sure if they are.
1: And just lots of fencing as well. Yeah, for an open for for an open space. There's just so much, and we were talking about and saying there must be you know temporary things or just you know things where the work has only finished recently or it's still going on in places but it does
0: give the park it does sort of break up the park uh to yeah uh, not in a good way no 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 it, uh, it, it gave me the uh I mean it had the kind of psychological effects of being kind of fenced in yeah before. absolutely I don't like uh, you know that's the thing about a park it's just a stretch of green spaces but it just you do kind of well particularly like, like a, a site you, you, site need,
1: well. you need to be able to sort of appreciate the mm. sort of panorama. And you, you can't really just sort of like, And it, it's not a thing where you go, okay, it's for distinct uses or distinct region. There's nothing to sort of differentiate spaces. It
0: is just... I think it's just where they're taking so long to complete it. But let's hope they actually do one. But you were blown away by the tennis courts. Yeah, the tennis courts are tremendous. New um, new uh, surfaces. Yep. It's uh, like kind of tarmac-y. But like the court is a different colour to the outer court. Um, they look like, it looks like they've reused the nets I guess that's not the end of the world when I mean, it would no. been nice to have some new nets does, now, especially now gold. you have to pay I mean it's like five quid a pop unless you live on the Aylesbury estate of course yeah then you get it for free which is I think is a bit of a cheek man. not that they get it for free but I live like next door to the Aylesbury and like I don't have any money so why are they getting it for free and I'm not I, I
1: think it's possibly because when Burgess Park was built part of the the, the land did have housing on Uh, and it was knocked down and a lot of it was uh, slum housing that needed to be knocked down but a lot of it was perfectly serviceable housing but as part of the idea was some of these people are going to be rehoused onto the Ellsbury so I think it's a legacy possibly of people on the Ellsbury and it's not because 40 years later this is the the thing then it's not the same people is it so it's obviously some sort of council legacy idea but it's
0: not uh accurate yeah, I used to play tennis there uh, very regularly when I was uh, in my late teens. It was a kind of... I don't know what you would call it, but like a kind of concrete... Not concrete, but you know what I mean? The tarmac, kind of, I think you described it. as Yeah, but it wasn't tarmac, though, because it didn't have that kind of bounciness. It was... A, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was... Tarmac would be good. To play it wasn't too in. bad, though. I mean, yeah. as I said, I was at Dulwich Park the other day playing tennis, and it was appalling. I mean, there was like stones everywhere. It, it was really, really bad. The bounce was appalling. It was free, but... You know, if the ball don't bounce up properly you know what are you getting I'm going to ask a question I asked you earlier did you lose when you played tennis I did yeah but it was so, the first time I played in a year but when I used to play at Burgess I used to win fairly frequently You know, there was a time when I smashed my racket against the wall until it broke in half and I threw it up in a tree but the thing is funnily enough that bit where the courts have been shifted over slightly there's like a uh, park fence there rather than um, the wall of the next door house. Oh, okay. Well, not even the wall of the house, but the wall in front of the house has been moved, so you couldn't smash your racket on it anyway. You have to, That's why I go over here. You have to smash it against the floor, <laughs> and you will if you have to. But now I must get. I must uh, play some more
1: tennis. Well, as preparation for that, we had to go on uh, the outdoor gym.
0: Yeah, this is great fun, isn't it? Uh, I didn't have a. I didn't enjoy it too much. I really enjoyed though. it. I mean, but well, I love exercise. People who know me know this. <laughs> There's an act on Albany Road. Um, over the other side of that kind of the biggest hill there is an outdoor a whole outdoor gym kind of uh, section you go past and there'd be like six people and they were working out at the same time there was a guy walking in there the other day with no shirt on just the most ridiculous (laughs) body I mean that's why he weren't wearing a shirt obviously the first thing with like the dip things
1: it's just bars isn't it that you just Mm -hmm. like and it's a bit boring because like it's proper exercise He's expecting me to push myself up and whereas with everything else there was a sort of uh, fairground element to it. You're sort of sitting down and you're like, so if I push this, i let my legs go as well. If I push my legs, that goes as well. a playground, is not it? Essentially, yeah. There was one guy who was just staring. You, you said he was treating it like it was a piece of public art. Yeah, because there were two logs <laughs> lying next to it and it was like, oh, what's uh... <laughs> Contemplating it. But then as we went on, had a go on that, when we looked back, he was trying to have a go on the thing we
0: were on before. So I think he appreciated uh, what it was. They're increasingly common, though. You see people, mm. you go past people work in these outdoor gyms all the time, which is great because Brilliant. gyms are notoriously expensive. I mean, who can this afford that? Four, this or is... five pound a month to go to. Yeah, absolutely. First? This
1: is exactly what parks should be. It should be about, and you know, we'll, we'll come on to uh, later the um, the barbecue space, which I think mm. is fantastic. I mean, if you if you do live nearby and you live in like a you know. If you live on the fifteenth floor, or even if you you're on, if you live uh, on
0: the second floor and you don't have a or, or you're
1: in a you know a bed sit above a shop on the wharf road, and you you know you haven't got a back garden, so you're not doing a barbecue, you haven't got you know space for an exercise
0: bike there, you can mm. just go across the roads and um, the you've got... serves the community. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. seeing. With the tennis, they've also got a kind of updated uh, clubhouse or whatever you'd call it, which presume has got some decent toilets in it But didn't see. But you could buy a feast day, could buy a tennis racket there. They had like. Um, They're advertising tennis lessons and stuff. Table football? Yeah, table football inside. But they seem to really kind of. There's a lot more to do there. Like when I used to play tennis there, it was just. It had been burnt out. And it was just like kind of a burnt out hut. And you could kind of kick kick a door in and go and kind of have a look inside. And it was just been burnt down like 15 years prior. But it seems like if you want to get involved in sports in the area, there was just a list of loads of things that you can... Uh... And it
1: is, it's being used. I mean, we went in there just to have a look around, and the guy was helping one woman. There was a guy waiting to be served to sort of make bookings for the tennis courts or, you know, show interest in some of the activities. And we just sort of... We were just basically looking around. So as we walked out, having seen all we need to see, he was very adamant to sort of make sure that... We was like, sorry about it. Are you OK? Is everything? And we were like, no, it's fine. You know, but he
0: was very sort of... Uh, right, mm. it was good. Uh, moving up a bit, Steve, you've got the bit where the... Um outdoor gym bits are not that main gym bit where they've just scattered uh, just a few bits of equipment it's a bit of an odd one because that bit of grass there was always a lovely bit of grass and there's a path going through the middle so you've got a big bit of grass on either side and as a kid we used to play football there all the time like every time at school there's always be over there playing football once using my dog uh... (laughs) Freudian slip (laughs) once used my bag as a corner flag you know because everyone's got to get involved didn't they yeah and a dog, uh, weirdly, only just stood there watching him, urinating all over my bag, shouldn't have put it there, he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they and we used to play rounders there, uh, the church, and, uh, yeah, they, there's like, the trees that line that kind of main Burgess path, um, we're kind of playing rounders, and my friend Ben, who was like, kind of, a bit of an all-round sportsman, he, uh, my friend Tim said to him that even no, he he said that he was he was going to hit the ball and it would go over those trees, which was so high and so far. <laughs> and uh, my mate Tim said he'd give him a tenner if he could, right? Because obviously, he definitely couldn't. And we had like we used an axe handle as um as the, uh, the bat. rounder's bat, which was yeah, yeah. an incredible bat. And you could if you hit it right, man. It was just such a sweet hit. But anyway, he ended up with one time just whacking it over the trees and it was such a legendary moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know like when you're a kid, right? Yeah, his yeah. first like, I don't know, 15, 20 years of your life, you have a couple of kind of amateur sporting moments. Yeah, that yeah. Are just so memorable and that's one of them. Man. Another one was when he did a roundhouse, um, a roundhouse uh, slam in table tennis. We're playing around the table oh, and yeah, he yeah. just did this like 360 and just slammed it. <laughs> Pretty special, man. Did Tim um, give him a time? No, he didn't, man. What? Outrageous in it, and funny enough, Tim. The same Tim, uh, I've mentioned my friend Tim Narland. This is Tim Whitten. Yeah, if, anyone, let's make if anyone's listening who knows him, let's, let's, not, let's not tar Narland with the same brush. But uh, someone bowled to him and he swung back with the axe handle, same axle handle back and let go of it. <laughs> and they hit this guy Elvis right That's not his <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to the time and hit him right in the stomach and he just in the middle of his sentence he just doubled over and screamed so funny man. not I mean I got once got accidentally hit in the face with it as you well. did like, literally right in the mouth my friend Mark kind of swung back and hit me in the mouth with it that was really painful this act, this act's handle man. Where is There's it now? Where is it now? This is what we need to uh, find it's it. It's the uh, Cowboy Evangelical Church Archive. Okay. <laughs> no, I, don't know where, I don't know where it is. We need to get it up to uh, the Kiwi Museum. They want this. This is a uh, part of the community. Yes. Yeah, South and <laughs> Archive. The same bit of grass there, Steve, um, is... I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast over other week about the boomerang, did I? Yeah. Yeah. What well, with Owen. We know Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from yeah. the boomerang and it, coming back it came in, back and right the... in the forehead and blood everywhere. Were there ever times you went to Burgess Park and no one was hurt? You know what, yeah, last one for that <laughs> little bit there, because yeah, that's the most active, but I remember once climbing up a tree because uh, my friend Mark's cousin turned up with his Alsatian, right? And, like, it was a bit of... You know, there's people who just like. He was probably about 14 at the time, yeah? Yeah. And he had an Alsatian. And he yeah. Was just on the wind up. So it was hilarious that me and Mark were both terrified of dogs. He's the yeah. only person I've ever met who's actually as scared, scared of dogs as I am. But we just climbed up this tree there. And I remember being up there for at least half an hour. Like, we were supposed to be playing football after, yeah, yeah. after the rounders had finished. And, like, we just couldn't because we, I was up a tree. <laughs> they wouldn't let you uh, pitch from in there. just Jason Beard name in the chamber, what a
1: creep. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, uh brilliant walking through and just spotting you know as I say the uh park was you know created over um industrial buildings and housing and whatnot, and there's so many sort of remnants of that as you go through the park you've got you know scraps of street and uh various sort of buildings that were you know wash houses and arms houses, and obviously one of the most striking things. As you walk through, is the the lime kilns that have been there, you know, since the park opened. I've always a bit of a shame. They've sort of they've lined the path in front of them with rushes and reeds, which is nice mm. as a as a look. But it I just don't... seems odd when you've got a
0: feature there to sort of block it off with something. Yeah, I um, made a music video uh, a few years ago for a band called pyramid pyramid my friend phil basically called sails of the sea we'll put it on the website It's to you. stagger these stagger my videos we'll get them all up eventually <laughs> but it's twice uh, each yes yeah, shot on super eight um and it's uh, just basically my friend phil cycling on a bmx he starts off on mandela way in old kent road and he comes round uh and basically picks up instruments on the way and he uh cuts through neat street which we'll get to shortly and cycles through Burgess Park, and he ends up at the Lime Kiln, where he kind of l- sort of lays these uh, instruments down in an almost sacrificial. Yeah, way. It looks like a ritualistic sort mm. of. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it, it really my can't... favorite of your videos. It's the best thing I've ever done. I think but my, a lot based on the fact that it's shot on Super Eight, and it just looks so beautiful. You know, not and without any of my doing really, but it, the Lime Kiln just looks so good on Super Eight, doesn't it? Also, uh, what a
1: production note that I discovered, having watched it, uh, I was fascinated as how you'd. I used to film a guy on a bike, and um, I'm sure you'd like to explain it. You, You'll explain it, but I mean, the technicalities
0: involved cranes, I imagine, and dollies. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a budget of... Uh, the, the cost of the Super 8 is not cheap, right? But that was the budget. We only spent money on the Super 8. And uh, so my friend Phil is cycling along, and the idea is that I'm running exactly beside him with the camera. And to achieve that effect, my friend Glenn, who composed the uh, Southland Huckle film tune, which you all know and love, uh, he was up, up cycling slightly ahead. He had uh, a broomstick, right, tied to his, the back of his bike with a speaker cable. And I was holding onto that in a wheelchair uh, with a super 8 camera in the other hand. And when you see it, it looks amazing. It, it works so well, doesn't it? I only remember hitting the floor once. When... <laughs> it's
1: Burgess Park. It's not a to Burgess Park unless you hit the floor or something. Some sort of uh, yeah. physical trauma happens. And, uh, you know... Obviously referencing Glenn as the composer of our theme tune, but also to throw forward uh, to a future episode, um, hopefully very soon mm. me you and Glenn will be getting on bikes again to go through South London to do a little cycling special. People get to
0: meet no wheelchairs Glenn no wheelchairs involved No, well <laughs> depending on how well we end off on those bikes so the length is uh, protected, is it Steve oh yeah, yeah uh, uh, all the sort of the remnants in the park are sort of listed now. We skip past Addit and Square Steve, which is kind of basically part of the park, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to mention my friend Tim. might have already mentioned twice. Uh, we're walking home from church, and this some... is Tim who doesn't pay when he loses a bet. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, right? exactly. this is going to be the best way to massive, differentiate between a deal worcher. Yeah, he. Uh, we. we well, there were about four or five of us walking home from church about I don't know twenty past eleven on a Sunday night because it was like the late night discussion meeting, and we we're walking through the park and like. A handful of uh, ruffians, you know, started to cause some trouble, and we were obviously being pacifists. Didn't end well for us. Someone, one of them, chucked a milk bottle at the back of his head. Whoa. to, go to a hospital with a bleeding head. I was going to do a joke about the opening credits to The Freshman of Bel Air, but I'm probably not doing that. <laughs> uh, to move in with his aunt and uncle in uh, <laughs> Bel Air, <Dulwich. laughs> As we were walking
1: through, um, we spotted. The go-kart track, which is one of our favourite sort of memories of uh, Burgess as a kid. I mean, it's just great having... Did you go on them? Yeah. Only got twice ever, because uh, I don't know if it was really expensive or whatever, but just the fact that it was there was very exciting, wasn't it? it as a feature. And obviously the adventure playground was another sort of uh, great sort of thing to have as a kid. But then we were sort of walking towards that area, basically I always saying uh, how much it cost to go on go-karts and whether as a, a man approaching the age of 37 I'd be allowed to go on go-karts. But it seemed that it was... Uh, um, not being man today. But as we were walking in, we sort of spotted, just to the right of it, um, this sort of odd little, it looked like abandoned sort of park space. Yeah, it?
0: well, it, it was a play park. I mean, when I was growing up, that was the kind of main play park bit. Um, you know, with the big slide and swings and stuff. But it's... It's interesting because it, it looked completely abandoned. So we
1: um we sort of like pulled uh, a, a stump of uh, a log to jump onto a fence to climb over and get into it and thought we'd found this like hidden sort of obscure then you found an open gate on the other side. A jogger went past, didn't it? Yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah a jogger circle around twice and we're like, has he jumped over? But um it's incredible space. I mean yeah. the first thing we spotted was what looks like some sort of it looks like um I'm trying to phrase this in the way No it's easy to phrase it way, it isn't a spoiler. It looks like a shrine like those uh, cousins visiting Breaking Bad at the start
0: of that. Season. Yeah, it's very much a kind of Mexican. Yeah, uh,
1: there's like a yeah, metal strange, uh, image where the slide of, is gone,
0: and in its place, you've still got the kind of log steps up to it. But yeah, there's uh, like a load of candles and like a uh, some Catholic figures. Yeah, and a calculator kind of. But there's like a metal statue of. Uh, is it a dog
1: or a lion at the top? And then around that, people have got loads of birthday candles and lots of images of the Virgin Mary as well, which sort of little sort of cameos and whatnot. Very bizarre. And it just looks like, as you say, some sort of ritualistic practice. Maybe someone's just filmed a music video there. I mean, this is what this place is like. (laughs) And then I was, so I was looking at that and getting a photograph. And then I looked around, there's... um, just a derelict bridge,
0: isn't there? That yeah, just all the slats have gone, so it's just the kind of frame of a See, bridge. You, you know,
1: the last thing you think to do is walk across it. Wow. So next, I know you're taking a few tentative steps, and I, I warned you. And I think the best way to warn anyone of anything being dangerous, I was like, "This is like an episode of Casualty." Yeah, it is the bit they'd be cutting to someone talking about a relationship in hospital. Then cutting to someone sort of doing something like walking on a derelict Get, bridge, getting a unicycle out. <laughs> <laughs> then cutting back to the hospital where someone's just getting you know. Uh, miles bar out right of the uh, just gonna machine. Take the inner unicycle out on the road and then cutting back to the person's no. halfway across the bridge. And that, uh, but no, you made it across, it was fine. I didn't go on the bridge, I mean, no. you know. Oh no, the red car can't carry on, the bridge <laughs> is gone, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it's an odd little place, isn't it? it, cause it as I say, feels abandoned, that's what you thought it was, but then you realize it is open, yeah. I mean, just, that's kind of the appeal,
0: I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely. kind of an in, it's uh, overgrown overgrown play park but i wonder if they're doing anything with it because at the moment it's a bit of a mess
1: well we were saying the best thing so i mean there's things like things like um the abandoned play park where there's like grass growing through uh the ground that's that's fine but there's bits like um bits of fencing like metal fencing that have just been abandoned to one side and there's clearly like you know sharp edges so you can't you can't bring kids in there to sort of one it's just, and it, it should either be closed off properly or cleared you know yeah. we were saying the best thing to do surely clear it restore the bridge because the bridge is a brilliant feature mm. and just have it as like um, a nature reserve or sort of nature trail just sort of let it go mm. wild and just let kids go through but obviously have a good sift through to make sure as many dangerous things as possible get rid of the needles there.
0: yeah but definitely keep
1: uh, the mad shrine
0: you uh, get from one half of the park to the other half of the park I mean as we said there's lots of different bits and once you get to the end of Regents Park, you can just keep going up the Canal Walk and get all the way to Peckham uh, Library. But yeah, the bit between the two main parts of the park, there's an underground walkway. And I remember vividly as a kid on probably on the way to Brunswick actually, where we on a Saturday morning used to get up and walk with my dad to Brunswick Park to even play football. And I uh, used to go on my scooter, say. And I remember going, me and my dad both going down on our scooter on that kind of slope that leads underneath uh, Wells Way. And people, anyone who's ever been there will know what I'm talking about. And we went down there and we hit a drain or whatever. And we both just came off the bike. And um, I think my dad cut his thumb open. I remember there being quite a lot of blood. (laughs) Why why did you ever go to Burgess Park? It never ended well, did it? You know, the funny thing is, right? Um, this Super 8 video um, uh, films uh, surf I surfaced. I mean, my dad's had it in his uh, in his Super 8 box for the last twenty five years, but of um, me, me mostly of me as a kid. Some of it as mo- of uh, my sister Anna as well. And part on well, I it um, we that I've got developed recently. Who watching of that is amazing. I mean, this bits of me taking my first steps. You know. Like standing there, just sort of wobbling from side to side, having a bath in a sink and stuff. But, you know, you never think you'll get to see uh, yourself as a video. Yeah, as yeah, a child would amazing. In one bit, um, my dad is going down that same slope with the pram, and like sort of running down it with <laughs> the pram. He lets the pram go, and the pram's going. He sort of grabs the pram again. So obviously, uh, hijinks. Foreshadowing uh, yeah. adventures to come.
1: On the road between the two areas, like well, you've got the church. And one of um the the more vivid memories of my youth is you know, there were so many concerns as a kid growing up, uh in the eighties, you know, there was the the constant Will I get AIDS? Yeah, well it's eight uh, AIDS everyone but initially it was uh, <laughs> It was, uh, you know, nuclear, Cold War. war. Yeah, you know, nu- no nu- nuclear war. <laughs> How old are you, Steve? I lived, well, I lived through. Uh, you know, I remember when the Falklands happened, and uh, yeah. they were, you know, I'm seven years old, and there's fighter jets flying overhead, and I was like, we're, "We're at war. What's this?" And you just think, you right, saw all, fighter jets, you heard them, you'd hear them. I didn't see them, but well, on do. their way there,
0: yeah, from where. I don't know,
1: but I do remember there being, but there being a real sort of vivid thing about it, it being, well, of course, you know, yeah,
0: real it's troublesome in the eighties, yeah, absolutely.
1: It. And one of the things, but my childhood was all Britpop, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing that I remember terrifying me most as a child was like seriously, like every it feels like every three months in the South London Press there'd be a story about how in that church there were TB victim victims in the tombs and how either just natural subsidence or nearby building works, had basically cracked one of the tombs. Really? And TB was going to come out and kill us all. This was all
0: over the place, these news stories were coming out. It
1: was just South London Press, but it was so regular. And, you know, having grown up now and uh, got used to South London Press you realise it's probably not actually <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a slow week isn't it yeah, TB is very
0: curable isn't it that's
1: the other thing when you're a kid I, was thought, it was, I mm-hmm. thought it was a plague and I, I was just convinced and we'd walk past the judge I remember I'd walk past the judge I'd want to be on the other side of the road because when mm. you're seven well, at least
0: the other side of the person next to you
1: <laughs> that's how germs work isn't it if, if, I'm, if, there, if there's something if there's, it can't get across traffic can yeah, it jump? can't press a
0: button can it to yeah. uh,
1: activate the, the green man but, yeah, I just remember sort of thinking, why is no one doing anything about this? How is everyone going about their daily business? Knowing at any moment, a slight crack in one of these tombs is going to release this cloud of, uh, you know, uh, poisonous virus into the atmosphere. Right. That was that was the most terrifying thing of my youth, that church, brother. And I was like, why are, they, you know, why are they having a park next to it? Why are they getting all these kids to come here and be killed by uh, this virus that's definitely going to get out and destroy
0: us all? Is it a musk now? It's a musk for some, some... I thought time. it was still... Uh, I don't know what it. I think it I thought it's still abandoned. In it. Oh, really? Possibly, man. But I f- thought it was a mosque at some time. I remember there in some outrage.
1: Yeah, I'd be outraged. <laughs> I'd be outraged because uh, they've put anything in the building with these tombs that are ready at yeah. any moment.
0: It's tuberculosis. Yeah. Also, there you've got the library, um, of which I've forgotten the name. What was the name, man? I don't know. I, I think I it was it it's called Burgess Library. I don't know, but it was our local library as a kid. Well, we were sort of in between that and Newington, but I remember we used to go there quite frequently. I remember it being like quite a nice library. I've never been in a library. It's course. not. I was closed. Can- we went there when it closed, like oh, right. the last day, there was like uh, Swiss rolls and stuff. Remember when people used to eat Swiss rolls? <laughs> do you remember people used to have a party to celebrate closing of the library? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they didn't do anything with it. I, didn't, I don't know what it is now. Maybe it's that like offices or for the council.
1: But well, again, I, re- I always thought that was it's a, a listed building. I think so. They'd be limited in terms of what yeah, they could what do they can what do. do.
0: Yeah, it won't be a Tesco local. Mm, maybe. Not. Well, I mean, you've got that, um, you know, that uh, old like I don't know cinema or bingo hall or something on the corner of Black Prince Road. Oh yeah, that uh, is now a Tesco. Nice looking Tesco then. Things you do need to get groceries. Yeah. But yeah, next door as well. You've got the Lynn Boxing Club. Which I don't know if anyone that famous has ever come out of. Someone must have done. Someone must have done. There was, um. Oh. No, I couldn't swear that, um. No. Well, that's embarrassing, Steve, the lack of research we've done. <laughs> also, you've got next door public baths, which are not, no longer public baths. We can't but... be
1: celebrating any form of violence that comes out of Yeah, so, I'm, you know, I'm
0: not pro pugilism, so. <laughs> but they're obviously no longer baths, but the signs are still up saying yeah. baths. And also, on the side of it, you've got sort of one of the, um. Iconic images of the area, which is the Campbell Butterfly Mosaic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe the same mosaic. The Campbell Beauty. A, the Campbell Beauty. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Just say Campbell Butterfly,
1: but yeah, the Campbell Beauty. Let's let's take as I say, let's it, use the correct name. In in the same way as we're not going to be emphasising boxing, let's emphasise beauty. How yeah. often do we get to say Campbell and beauty? You know, we've you've made your point about the green. You know, I'm not a fan of butterfly, stiff. <laughs> yeah, there was um, a moment last week, weren't there? Well, you were sort right, of, yeah. You were flapping at one. I was like, it's got a day to live. Just let him enjoy it. Let him well, get was to flapping go. at a
0: butterfly. It's flapping at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the mosaic's bigger there, isn't it? But remember, there's a book, there's a magazine uh, called, I think it's called Smoke, about London. Yeah, is The it Smoke. It? I think it's stopped now, but. Oh, has it? Because yeah. when we were at Waterstones, I seem to remember it being released, and on the cover of the first or second issue was that, mm. a photograph of that, the Camboy Beauty. As uh, some listeners know, my dad definitely. Maybe that's it. <laughs> My mum loves to go out for brunch, right? As some know. listeners know, <laughs> your dad, your dad definitely knows. As at least one listener knows, yeah, um yeah. And she goes to Chomley Gardens
1: all the time. um Chomley Gardens was originally a, a series of almshouses that has now been turned into. It's like the facility centre for the park, partly and also just
0: office space and archive. And the, and the most lot. important thing for any park, the cafe. <laughs> Yeah, some really lovely gardens out the back. There's a really nice pond. and That's stuff. Gorgeous, it? It's gorgeous.
1: Um, it's described as a world garden, so it's you know deliberately uh, eclectic. I don't think it has a uh, UNESCO
0: of... status or anything, but no, yeah, but uh, it's pending. It's, it's coming. pending. Yeah, you can get a decent meal in there, man. It's very very cheap um, for what you get. I mean, you're best off sticking to like the breakfast. Yeah, There's, the burger's not amazing, and the soup's nice. But... What would you pay for a burger? in I think it's four ninety five for burger and chips. That's very good. Yeah, it is for what you get, and you yeah. get a load of salad and stuff as well. Also, there's like a couple of quite hot waitresses, but like that's not a reason to go there. I'm just saying that like one. Not, not a reason to go Part there. Of but... Waitresses was really hot. She wasn't working today. <laughs> Never we went past Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really nice as well. The people, really great service. One of the reasons my mum was always over there is because they've got a new play park and they've got a huge slide there. Uh, you know those ropey things, but the main one is the fountains. Young Jackson, uh, my nephew, <laughs> she takes him there, and he he uh, loves the fountains. Steve.
1: Well, the, the
0: the large slide is a real sort of
1: legacy piece from Burgess Park. It's one of the things. One of my again my most sort of vivid memories of the place was this slide. I and mean, when you're a kid, it just seemed like a mountain. Mm. It was just huge, this uh, massive slide. And the slide they've got there now is Yeah, uh, and it is... Even as an adult now, you sort of look at it and go, that is spectacular. I I took um, my niece and nephew over from Ireland uh, uh, about six weeks ago, and uh, my uh, cousin... um, and his uh, partner and their son came with us and went to Burgess Park. And the kids, I mean, this is the thing, you know, we can look at facilities and we can sort of go, oh, it's nice, and you can sort of make this. And you, I'm sure you going going reject and see the same thing. Yeah. You can look at things and go, this looks nice. But when you see kids on it, you're like, this is brilliant, isn't it? This is properly... Mm. The, yeah, the, I mean, the parks just... they've got there it, it is spectacular. Yeah, the
0: fountains, There's just kids are coming there in their like swimming clothes. Yeah, and great. Like, well, the know, sand daytime.
1: pit as well, and mm. the swings... It is, yeah, it's fantastic. Really, really good. I mean, that climbing frame intimidates me as, an, as a fully grown adult. I don't know. I see kids going on there and my, my stomach's just all over the place because I'm like, how are they going to survive? And they do. It's all fine.
0: Going towards the kind of east end of the park then, Steve, you... Uh... Dominated by the lakes, isn't it? Yeah. The When we went there recently, um, sort of when the, that side of the park was open... My dad was just going on about how much better the lake was now. Like he was trying to tell us to tell us to agree with him. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, it's the same. But I mean, <laughs> they've got some new jetties and stuff, and um, instead of having just like kind of a concrete lip, if you will, it's a bank. Yeah. Now, yeah. which is nice. And there's there were a load of people fishing, would not there? Yeah, really
1: good. One and it was nice. Uh... One guy, literally, as we all passed had just uh, made a catch mm. and I, I sort of realized and turned round and he sort of, he saw that we'd noticed it so, it was tiny it was this tiny little fish, and uh, he just but it was, he was obviously clearly pleased that someone had witness it. So yeah. I imagine if you 're there. As a solitary thing, you go back and tell people, but someone's seen you do it, you've got, like, independent verification. Um, and he a, just on a podcast now. He's, yeah, he's been in But he, he just uh, smiled at us and he, he went, it's a bit small, I'll probably just keep it on there for bait. Oh, <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah, that's what you said, yeah, it was lovely. Um, yeah, so we had a, a wander around there. And you see the um, public barbecue uh, section as well. That's yeah, what, a raid yeah,
0: I mean, it's, uh... Democratising barbecue for, uh, the people. The yeah, franchise. full of South American families having barbecues now. Well, there's a
1: huge, uh, legacy of, uh, Latin American involvement in the park, isn't there? Do you know of the Carnival du, del Pueblo? Yeah,
0: yeah. Have yeah. you ever been to one? I've never been to one. No, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been going on, but I remember me and my mum were in the front room one Sunday afternoon, and, uh, Started hearing this noise, like you know, like cha, 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 cha. I can't remember what the noise was. I'm just now carry on because this it. is uh, <laughs> your Latin flavor is infectious. But, like it just got louder and louder. We're like what is going on? And eventually we went outside to have a look, and it's like carnival. There was just a carnival <laughs> coming out. Of the street. Yeah, yeah. And that, I'm guessing, yeah, this must have been in about 2004. Right. And at that point, I had no idea that anybody from South America lived in South America. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah, realise yeah. that Woolworth was kind of... This was bef- slightly before, I think, it really kind of blew up. Yeah. Or it, well, the, you know, it became obvious. You just became aware, yeah. But it was just incredible. It was like, where are all these Latin people coming from? <laughs> and then obviously now you got the elephant castle. Like, like and, right? over there, Groomio. little <laughs> <To>, uh, Latin <laughs> language gag <laughs> for any uh, yeah. graduates of the Cambridge Certificate. Someone um, referred to it as uh, Little Bogota. It was That was not like it was a South <laughs> American person, you know. So it's allowed.
1: Apparently it's Europe's largest celebration of Latin American culture, yeah, yeah. which is remarkable,
0: really, isn't it? It's a shame that they've sort of been messing about with the park a bit. That it. I mean, last year they had to move elsewhere because, you know, they were doing the park up. But this yeah, year they yeah. ended up, left it so late that they did it in, I think, Victoria Park, is it? Yeah. In East London? Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be back next year. Yeah, at to be back. I would like to. I would wanted to go there, and uh, you know we had planned to go there for the show, but when they moved it, that was. Uh, we're not. I'm not going to East London for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more Tim Watton an anecdote, man. We spent a lot of time together growing up. I'm gonna right.
1: Do I go for uh, a wager or an injury or an injury based
0: around a wager? Neither. Right. What? he had uh, he had like a kind of dirt bike type motorbike yeah and he didn't have it long yeah and it got stolen I mean he had so many motor vehicles stolen like you just couldn't have I don't know what it's like now but you couldn't have uh, a moped say at that point without it being stolen just all the time but he had this kind of dirt bike and it went missing and it uh, turned up in the lake (laughs) <laughs> Someone just had a massive joyride and just dumped in the lake man. that's just, so harsh just it? drive it carefully and keep it forever <laughs> what's wrong with these yeah. people I guess I can't take it home can I? where'd you get that bike? <laughs> shut mum you know I
1: want it off uh, Tim Whitten in a bet Tim yeah. Witten
0: would never give up his bike in a bet we know <laughs> this
1: uh, yeah we got a uh, pleasant surprise when we got to the park today there was a
0: massive event going on yeah funny when we were in the tennis hut we sort of overheard it, didn't we? Going, yeah, the guy went, oh, don't oh yeah. forget
1: to go over to uh, the lake because there's a massive uh, uh, event going on. So we're like, all right. And, you know, obviously through the show, keep an eye on things that happen in South London. Mm. And we knew we were going to Burgess Park today. And, you know, I we, we follow both Burgess Park accounts. You know, the defunct one that was good uh, and, you know, posted information about things that happened in the park and had a picture of the park as his profile picture. And, you know, I did what they asked me to do and followed the new profile, which is uh, posted twice, one of which is a retweet and uh, has got uh, an egg as a profile picture because no one's part of a profile picture. So, and this is a bit of an odd thing. In the middle of a relaunch and with events going on, not to, you know, if you think you're doing that and you're not going to put it on Twitter, then who is going to turn up? And it was a
0: very, very poor turnout. It was a poor turnout. I mean, I don't imagine it's built up that much. I mean, it's a cloudy day. So it's that, not a nice park, so you're not going to get
1: people sort of wandering to the
0: degree like, which surely makes it even more important to let people know that this is occurring. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole thing with the signage, yeah, you know, when when it reopened on July the twenty first, half of the park, like every time you looked at the signage, it, signage, it would say, "Yeah, uh, the whole thing's opening," then and it clearly wasn't. Yeah, it's just a bit of a mess, really. And I mean, you put on. Twitter at least three times, I would say. Mm. Does anyone know when the other
1: half of Burgess Park is opening? And got no replies whatsoever. No replies.
0: It's part of the Elephant and Nun Festival. Yeah. Which I presume refers to, you know, Southwark running from elephant to nunhead, which which is kind of loosely correct.
1: I don't know if it is, it could possibly be based on the path of the um, canal.
0: So it oh, sort of well, goes
1: from the elephant through Peckham to Nunhead. I don't know the path of the
0: canal well enough, but... it's these it even... events at, like, five different parks when it's seven or eight different parks yeah. all on one day, which is a bit of a strange one to do it all on the same day, I yeah. would say. Choose four parks, do it
1: every Sunday for a month, yeah, and link a it, month for
0: Sundays. get a bit of momentum going, you know. But,
1: I mean, yeah, as I say, the whole uh, thing... And, like, today, when you get there, there was um, a DJ playing some crooners, um... A couple of stalls selling food. A guy making uh, coffee out of a motorcycle sidecar. And I was like, I'd rather just have it made out of a coffee machine than it, rather than <laughs> some MacGyver device that you've created that makes coffee while you can sit down. Um, and it was a cookery demonstration that was sponsored uh, by an estate agent. So it wasn't, you know, I, you know, we weren't wanting to damn the entire thing. It didn't look particularly well organised. Like, we were told it was running from 12. We got there at half 12, and they were still, like, setting up tents, and people... There were more people wandering around in, sort of, tabards and holding clipboards than there were people there for events. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it
0: looks like a bit of a failure.
1: The Friends of Burgess Park were in attendance, and if they run... Uh, the Twitter feed then that is an embarrassment they but that to do better but that aside if you go to the website with friends like that <laughs> when you go to the website and you look at what they're doing in the park it does look like it's a very sort of active programme event but that's no good if you're not going to let people know
0: these things are happening down the end as well you've got an AstroTurf pitch which is actually a FIFA approved football pitch wow I'm not sure exactly what that means right yeah but um, Someone for Viva's come along and just sort of gone, yes, he's yeah. sick. <laughs> but a guy I went to school with used to be one of the kind of park keepers in that park, you know, just open and close the AstroTurf, easiest job in the world, I imagine. <laughs> but I played on it a few times, also played on the grass next to it, uh, played in oldies, youngies, right? So it was sort of the youngest 11 players at church against the ele- oldest 11, sort of thing. And um, we used to play every Easter bank holiday and on New Year's Day. And this one, the one time I scored a goal in it, you know, kind of a twenty-yard strike. I mean, the goalkeeper should have done better, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Was on but at Burgess Park on the grass there. We also played uh, on Neat Street, which is a kind of uh, the kind of another little section of the park next to a church which has got a couple of dedicated football pitches, although they insist on taking the goals down for several uh, months of the year. <laughs> but yeah, we played against East Street there a few times. And uh, we played them there, right? And we beat them 14-0, right? And then the next time... Did you score that one? I didn't, actually. Surely everyone I hit, everyone hit the bar, and no, I was terrible at football in those days. <laughs> I was playing on the wing in those days. I moved back to defence. I was a much better fullback than that uh, winger. But then the next time we played, them, we lost 8-1. They had so many ringers there. I was going to say, same line. All these that kids that be... go Boys Brigade, they don't come, Get the Sunday Regulars in the team. <laughs> then we'll win. <laughs> and the same gate they've got on the Campbell Road end, they put the same thing on the Old Kent Road entrance as well. So it's that same, kind of, not as better than before, but not that great gate. I've always found that end of the park less appealing always a bit dark as well for some reason maybe because of the high trees be well worth a visit Burgess Park if you're, a lo- if you're a local I mean it's a, it's well worth taking advantage of it's a lovely park and if you've got kids it's just it's a gimme innit it's just got to be done right so more on Burgess Park on our website com. follow us on Twitter at slhcpodcast Steve is on Twitter as well Vents Wales I'm also on Twitter Jack McEnrae Just my name